0: This is Pakinggan Filipinas. I'm Elise Kuntzalan, your Fiction DJ. The weather's been great lately, at least here where I live. It's nice and chilly, and we ladies now have an excuse to wear boots. Unfortunately, the cold Siberian air also meant getting sick with the flu. I've got a few friends who had to miss work or personal events because they had to stay home and take care of a wicked cold. If you're one of those who's got a nasty case of the sniffles, we've got a story by Carl Jo Javier for you, read to us by Joel Macaventa.
1: The Sniffles by Carl Joe Javier It was like a clog. Nothing would pass through. Then it would loosen, still clogged, but allowing a continuous drip to escape from it. After dripping and offering the hope of opening up, it would close again, restoring the tight, unbearable clog. Tom grabbed his nose up near between his eyes and moaned. He grabbed at his temples, doing his best Chewbacca growl as he tried to yawn the clog out of his ears. It was a roar that could have sent Han Solo tumbling through the Millennium Falcon, but it did nothing to move the clog wedged up in his nose. He twisted in his bed, cursing through his lips that had dried from breathing through his mouth. He couldn't sleep, couldn't breathe, couldn't take it, so he bashed his head against the wall. Ow! One of his hands rubbed the side of his head that he had slammed against the wall, while another held a tissue up to his nose that had gone back to dripping faucet mode. He sniffled. He searched around his room, sniffling, trying to suck air up his nose, and looking for relief. He wished his mom was around to make him soup and buy him medicine, but he was alone in the deadest hour of the night, the chills of the season coming late after Christmas, to force him to wear a shirt as he slept and rush up his nose, leaving it with what felt like a wad of wet tissue jammed up where he couldn't reach it. He cursed himself for not buying medicine, then let his hands wander across his desk as he looked for the Vicks inhaler that a classmate of his had given him. He had trouble finding it because his eyes had turned to faucet mode too, and the tears were dripping down incessantly, mixing with the dried gunk that he had woken up with. He started thinking that he had gone insane with that clog in his nose. Then he realized that would be bad, insanity, and a stuffy nose. He imagined himself in Arkham Asylum, saw the cell names, Joker, Criminal driven mad by acid burns. Scarecrow, professor gone insane because of fear experiments. Tom, banging his head against the wall and growling like Chewbacca because of a stuffy nose. He kept sniffling, but each time he did, the clog became tighter. He couldn't stand it, pressing like a vice grip, then the headache that came with it like one of those anvils that get dropped on Yosemite Sam. I'd do anything to breathe through my nose, he thought. He licked at his cracked lips. Damn it, I'd sell my soul to the devil if he'd clear up my clogged nose. Then he heard a rumbling. He looked up, jumped out of bed, suddenly alert. His partially clogged ears tried to find the sound. But with them stuffy, he couldn't tell if the sound was in his room and it was the ears that were making it sound faint or if it was actually faint. He sucked through his mouth hard, hoping that the rumbling was coming from another boarder's room. He reached for the Arnistics sticks that he kept under his bed and checked his surroundings. He half expected his TV to turn on and something to crawl out. Then his eyes went to the window, and he heard the rumbling again. This time, he could make out the sounds. They were the honking of horns, The purring of cars rolling along the street. The sound of business and the buzz of work. The clatter of footfall on the cement sidewalks. He approached the source. His closet. But that's impossible, he thought. My ears must be playing tricks on me because that closet barely even holds all my clothes. I must be going insane from this stuffy nose. I'd give anything to lose this clog. He stood in front of the closet door, and could swear he heard the bustle of a busy city street through it. He hadn't noticed that the nose clog had switched to drip mode, and a glob was dripping down onto his lip. He wiped his hand across his face and sniffled. He put his hand on the doorknob, wondering if he should open it. He'd seen enough horror movies, screamed enough times at stupid characters not to open the door. Then there was a hiss. Smoke came out through the gap between the door and the floor. It was thick, gray, and Tom stepped from it, backing away to his bed. The smoke irritated his nose and he sniffled repeatedly. The closet door swung open and it let daylight into Tom's room. Through the door, Tom could see a city that he had never seen before. Tall buildings filling the expanse. Sleek cars driving through clean streets without potholes or humps. People wearing scarves, bonnets, heavy coats and jackets to shield them from the snow that was starting to fall lightly. Tom shook his head, sniffled, let out another Chewbacca roar and saw himself in the Arkham Asylum sharing mashed potatoes with poison ivy. I've lost it, and then, he was dumbstruck by the dark figure that had stepped out of the closet, and into his room. Another Tom came out coughing, except this Tom had short horns on his forehead. He coughed again, then shut the door, eliminating the light, and with it, the street sounds disappeared. He straightened himself out, let out a whew of relief, and looked at Tom. The real Tom's eyes widened, and he grabbed the crucifix on his desk. He tried to remember the lines from the exorcist and stammered, The power of Christ... But he couldn't say the words right with the stuffy nose, and he'd forgotten the last part of the line. The power of Christ compel you, yada yada yada, the horned Tom replied. Would you get that thing out of my face? jesus you come calling for me and this is the welcome i get tom's jaw dropped and he sucked in and out of his mouth the lips cracking his arm lowered the cross and he just stood staring at the horned tom who he slowly came to realize was a devil not the devil what what are you staring like that for Are you waiting for your guardian angel who looks exactly like you except instead of the horns I got, he has wings and the halo to appear right next to you and argue with me over your soul? Tom just stared with his mouth open. He couldn't think. The headache pressed on him. He could hear the drop of the anvils like the crashing of an orchestra and Bugs Bunny's chuckle. It doesn't work that way, kid. Come on. I got other stuff to do. Let's get this over with. I'm tired, I just got in from the old hometown, city of Sin, USA, gotta make a stop in Hong Kong next, just swung over here for you, buddy. So here's the contract, the knife you cut yourself with. Sign on, the X. you get to breathe normally, I get on my way, get my commission, everybody's happy. Why you look like me? Tom asked, then licked his dry lips, sniffled hard, and stuck the Vicks inhaler up his nose. Jesus, will you get that thing out of your nose? That's the kind of thing we do to people at work. Come on, I'm moonlighting here, give me a break. Well, if you must know why I look at you, it's so I wouldn't be so frightening. Watch this. Then the devil stepped back. A cloud of smoke exploded around him and in his place was George W. How do you like that? He said in a southern accent. Another cloud of smoke sprang up from the president's cuff and there was Dolphy. I got a good one for you, Dolphy said. You got an autographed picture of someone you don't tell anybody. Another cloud of smoke wafted into Tom's nostrils and he sniffled and rubbed tears and gunk out of his eyes. When he looked up, Sharon Conetta asked him, Do you get the point? Tom nodded then asked, Can you learn in Omri miles for me? He smiled, sniffled, and ran his hand across his nose. Jesus! Then Sharon Conetta released more gray smoke and turned back into the horned Tom. Come on kid, let's get to business. Business? Tom asked and blew his nose. Then he sniffled. He moaned when he felt that the clog had tightened. He knew that if he wasn't crazy yet, he'd go crazy if it didn't loosen up. Yeah, come on. Business ain't so good lately gotta do double the work to keep my quota. Oh, can business not be good? I just came from mass, from reason. there's no much sin and evil in the world these days. No doubt about that, kid, but we don't need that. What we need are souls. And it's not just any old soul that gets a check, it needs to be good ones. What's the big guy gonna do with some junkie who's spawning his soul for a fix? That soul's sure going to us anyway. So come on, sign already. Tom just stood there. His nose had switched to drip mode, and he wiped it. His mouth was still gaping, but there was a wheezing that was passing through his nose. Gan I think i it, He didn't know what to think about. Then there was the offer in front of him. But there was also the idea of his sanity or the lack thereof that he had to consider. Jesus, humans and free will. God gives you free will and now you can't make up your minds. You come calling to sell your soul, I show up, and you got second thoughts. Go on, think them. The wheezing through Tom's nostrils was becoming a whistle, and he could feel one of his nostrils loosening up. The anvil symphony was gone, and he could start thinking. Tell you what, kid, since you seem nice. The contract says after signing, you get seven good years on Earth. How's about I double that? Just come on and sign. You get what you want now. You're free of the stuff he knows, plus all the perks of being one of Satan's chosen ones on Earth. The devil put the knife into Tom's hand while he crossed out the 7 on the contract and made it 14. Tom thought about it. Then he felt that the clog was loosening up. He sniffled, hoping to suck all of it in and clear his nose. It loosened a bit. Then he sniffled hard, trying to pull it all in. An anvil dropped on his head. Then Tom's nose Clogged up again.
0: That was the sniffles by Carl Jo Haver, narrated by Joel Macaventa. The story first appeared in the collection Tales of Fantasy and Enchantment, published by Mil Flores. It's going to be published again in Carl's book of short stories sometime this year by the UP Press. As always, I'll be posting the author's inspiration for the story right up on our Facebook page in a few days, but I think you're smart enough to guess how Carl came up with the story The Sniffles. If you like this story, you should try looking up Carl's books. He's got two of them out, available already in bookstores. The titles are And the Geek Shall Inherit the Earth and The Kobayashi Maru of Love. His third book, Geek Tragedies will be released later this year. There's more to come from Carl, actually, as he will be publishing a collection of critical essays soon. He also says he's also going to threaten the world with a novel sometime in the future. Our narrator, Joel, or McV to his friends, blogs at mcv5.blogspot.com. I've placed the link on the episode notes in case you didn't catch that. He also hosts and produces the fabulous podcast of the Fabcasters. I beg you to check his site out. It's a good read and the podcasts are thoughtful and entertaining. That's about it for this month's episode. Happy Year of the Metal Rabbit. Happy Valentines. This is Elise Punzalan for Pakingan Pilipinas. See you again next month. Ating kwento, Pakinggan Mo.